Hello, old chat clubbers. I'm your host, Alan Hilchi. Remember, there's only one rule in chat club. Everybody talks about chat club. I wanted to take the time to wish all my listeners a happy new year. I kind of miss Christmas. Uh, I hope your holidays were good. And 2020, here we are. Um, just looking at, uh, just summarizing the past three months and my journey in doing the podcast. As of January 15, 2020, I have over 600 downloads on this podcast. And I just want to give a little breakdown of where my listeners are. I have 487 in Canada, provinces of New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Alberta, British Columbia, Newfoundland, and Quebec. Shout out to you guys for listening. Thank you for your support. In the United States, I've had about three, uh, no, 93 downloads. We have the states of Nevada, California, Michigan, Illinois, Tennessee, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, New York, New Jersey, North Carolina, Washington, and Carolina. And I want to thank you for your support. Uh, every listener, I hope this helps out, and that's why I do this. Now, a breakdown of the other countries. Now, this is a hard market to get into, obviously. Um, I'm unknown, but I appreciate the support. I have 20 downloads in and this is broke up in various countries. Uh, Ireland, France, Sweden, Egypt, India, Australia, and the United Kingdom. Uh, United Kingdom and Ireland, I think I have about eight each, or six or seven each, which is quite remarkable, I think. Uh, planning my outlook for the new year is gonna be looking at doing maybe some more interviews and, you know, Getting about three, three more interview uh, podcasts. Um, I have them lined up. Just a matter of uh, setting dates up and getting them going. So my highlights over the last fourteen episodes was I really enjoyed my my interviews with Kevin Cavanaugh and Nikki Burrow Cavanaugh. They recently got married. Shout out to you for getting hitched and congratulations. Their dedication to the wings of change I think is epic. I think. It's needed in our society, and I think it's wonderful that they take it upon themselves as another job and their passion. And you can see it when I go to the groups. So appreciate you, Kevin and Nikki. Thanks for that. Another one I want to shout out to is Kim Warren. I want to thank her on behalf of myself for the interview on her son, Jake, uh, which is just remarkable, the amount of information and how composed and how passionate she was and how she remembers Jake. I think it's important to remember, you know, we're not, they're not forgotten. They may be gone, but they're never forgotten. And she brought a lot of points up with grief and went through a lot of various points and she remains positive and, and it's really, she's a remarkable person and she impacts, she's a bus driver and she impacts so many kids on a daily basis, which I find is remarkable. Kim Warren, you're a remarkable person. Just want to say that out to you. My other one is for Natalie Way with the challenges of mental health with her daughter. Epic interview. Uh, we talked for a good hour, and uh, we I kind of screwed up the first interview, and we had to redo it. But the beautiful thing is, is she's right on task, um, very passionate, like getting help for her daughter. Because of the podcast and the interview, there has been several people that have private messaged her uh, on Facebook to, you know, to reach out and find out how she did things, which is basically what the podcast 
is trying to do is trying to help out people, make people reach out to people, uh, impact people in, in various ways. Natalie, you're definitely a pioneer in getting young adults the mental health that they deserve and need with the tax dollars and the government. And hopefully you keep that fight up because I'm going to keep it here. So so this episode is going to be number 14. I just noted number 13 on my bullying. So I'm going to lead into the confidence, self-confidence. I'm going to get started. Self-confidence is an extremely important in almost every aspect of our lives. Yet so many people struggle to find it. Sadly, this can be a vicious circle for people who lack self-confidence can find it very difficult to become successful. Confident people inspire confidence in others, in their audience, their peers, their bosses, their customers, their friends, their family, just generally teammates in sports and whatever they're doing, they have that innate leadership ability to install confidence on others, which is a great attribute. In gaining confidence of others is one of the key ways in which self-confidence person finds the success. The good news is self-confidence can be really be learned and built upon. So that's what I'm going to try to do is help build you some confidence and some tips. Whether you're working on your own self-confidence or building the confidence of other people around you, it's well worth the effort. And I really think so. The question is, how confident do you seem to others? Your level of confidence can be shown in many ways. Your behavior your body language, how you speak, what you say, and so on. Looking at the following comparisons of common confident behavior with common behavior associated with a low self-esteem, which are thoughts and actions you recognize yourself and the people around you. So that's the biggest thing with, with confidence is such a learned thing. I know I struggle with confidence. So my question is, what is self-confidence? The two main things contribute to self-confidence is self-efficiency and self-esteem. Now, I, I got a lot of this information from the internet, and I'm just going to bring what they're saying and, and kind of intertwine what I feel because I do struggle with self-confidence as much as, you know, this is a shock to people that I know. I do struggle with it. I struggle with the many aspects of my life and how people see you and perceive you. It's such a perception and how you perceive other people and the confidence. And it really comes down to that. So we gain a self sense of efficiency. We see ourselves and others and similar to ourselves, basically. Mastering skills and achieving goals that matter in those skill areas. The confidence is that if we learn and work hard in a particular area, we will succeed. And that's the type of confidence that leads people to accept difficult challenges. In the persistence, you know, in the face of basically setbacks, you know, you, you keep doing it, you keep, you pick yourself back up. Like Wayne Gretzky, like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you do not take. Such, I mean, if you don't attempt anything, you're failing anyway. So you have to attempt this to build some confidence. And you know, that's, you know, that's just life. So the, Biggest thing about self-confidence overlaps with the idea of self-esteem, which is more general sense that we can cope with what's going on in our lives and that we have a right to be happy, which is so true. Partly this becomes from a feeling that people around us have approval of us, which may lead or not able to control. Well, we can't control what other people think or say. However, it becomes from the sense that we are behaving vicariously and that we're, you know, we're in control. So basically, the confidence in what to do and 
we have to compete successfully and within our minds and stuff. And we have to see, I find a correlation between self-confidence and self-esteem because they're so, you know, intertwined. But the self-confidence is, is, is how you perceive yourself and how you feel about yourself. Can you look in the mirror and, and be happy with yourself? And these are small goals. Uh, there's lots of different things, tool building and stuff that I'll present in a later date in this podcast. Step one is you have to prepare for your journey. I mean, your first step involves you getting ready for your journey to self-confidence. So you have to be ready to take those steps to be self-confident and take the steps to be self-confident. You need to take a stock of where you are in life and what goals you need to do. Think about where you want to go, get yourself in the right mindset for your journey and commit yourself to starting and staying with it. Because a lot of people start things, it's no different than the gym. I struggle with the gym, I know a lot of people do in life. It's, it's such a horrible experience because you struggle and struggle and struggle and you try to get there. Now the biggest thing that I'm gonna do here is outline some, some different things that can help. Now setting small goals and achieving them. I've said that in many podcasts, having small obtainable goals and you, and you build, you have stepping stones to build your confidence up, to get you where you, you need to be. You know, starting with very small goals that you identify and preparing for your journey, getting in the habit of setting them, achieving them, celebrating with them with an achievement. Hey, you know, I did this great. Find something that, you you know, whether you want to take a favorite, you know, meal or uh, celebrate with a movie, uh, celebrate with different things, a little trip or whatever. Just, you know, don't make the goals particularly challenging at the stage. You don't want them too challenging because then it just, you know, you get frustrated and you just get, you discontinue what you're going to do. Just get in the habit of achieving them, celebrating them, and little by little, start following the successes up. And that's the biggest thing. Those are some of the things that, you know, I'm outlining. Now I'm going to get into the nitty gritty here. And I found these, which I found were just fantastic uh, with different things, uh, different confidence tips. Self-confidence. There's about five different self-confidence tips. So. The first one is kill the negative thoughts. An example of this, if you had a friend who's been going through a hard time, consistently putting themselves down, now do you walk away or do you actually talk to them? You know, do you, you know what, would you, what would you talk to them? The way that you talk to yourself? You know, we always have self-negative thoughts, so we're not gonna, you know, talk negatively to them. We want to help our friend or family or whomever, a coworker that's in this negative funk. So if the answer is no, you need to get rid of your own negative thoughts, which consistently having negative thoughts about yourself or the situation you may be in can really affect from achieving your goal and building the self-confidence that you need. You need to kill these thoughts. They will come in your head. It's normal. It's okay. Everybody gets them. Everybody doubts themselves. You know, everybody ever they get a certain look from someone at the office and you're like, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. Uh, may not be the case that person may be just thinking about something that they may have failed or something they did so you can't always look at other people and sit there and just analyze that you failed don't get into that self-loathing negative thoughts we don't want to get that so number two get to know yourself when you can understand yourself your thoughts your self-worth you can start to work towards improving it if your negative thoughts, if you have negative thoughts, I mean, you can acknowledge them and write them down and you can reflect on it. 
Uh, you can make changes to make yourself worth grow. A uh, big thing is having a journal, writing down your little goals, obtaining them, making a journal, you know, dialogue, you know, you could do it on the computer, do it on your phone, you know, there's lots of little apps up there that, you know, you can put, you know, I did this today, it made me feel good, to remember, so you don't get down that road of no confidence. If you don't take the time to listen to yourself and understand and put yourself, you don't want to put yourself down, so you have to listen. You will not have, know how to change it for the better. So if you don't take the time to listen to yourself, understand how much that you do put yourself down, then you're, you're never going to change because you need to know what, what limits that you have to set on yourself when, when it comes to negative thoughts and doubt. And that's why, you know, to write in a journal, to be able to see your thoughts, and how you treat yourself physically in front of you and how you can improve on making it better. So you need to get to know yourself and... You need to know what, what your strengths are and, and your weaknesses, and you can write them down. And, you know, sometimes weaknesses are weaknesses because you haven't done it enough, you haven't practiced enough. A lot of athletes in the world, uh, they didn't get that good until they practiced. There is becomes a natural uh, ability, hand and eye coordination, and etc. But they also have to practice. Hockey players practice every day. Baseball players take batting practice every day. The only way they're to become good is to keep practicing. And that's why I'm saying to practice these changes. Changing your, number three is changing your body language. It is true that changing your posture, smiling, even making contact consistently make you feel good and make you look more confident towards others. Others will see that you look more confident. And that's, that's the biggest thing. You wanna feel comfortable, you wanna feel confident. If you can imagine a confident person You'll normally envision someone that is happy, gives good eye contact, that is standing up straight, and their head is held high, and they're not walking with their head down around the office. They don't kind of have that smug look or, or frown or whatever. If you're talking to someone while they're not giving good eye contact, staring at the floor, maybe fiddling with your hair or your bag, your school bag or your book bag, you'll give off the impression you're not confident and making it known to others, but also to yourself that you're not confident. You have to look people in the eyes, be confident, have a smile. Act as if you have great confidence can actually help you build it. So faking it till you make it a model, use it all the time. And the biggest thing about that is you can use it to your advantage because if you start faking it till you make it and you start feeling the confidence, then you will become much better not faking it, but like just getting the confidence and basically faking it until you make it is basically the way I envision just doing it. Creating a positive support network. And that's huge, big time. Because the simple fact is when you're looking at doing this, you need to look at, surround yourself with people that make you feel, you, you can't surround yourself. If you surround yourself around people that make you feel bad or knock you down, you're not gonna be able to build your self-confidence. So you need to get rid of the negative. You need to create that positive support system. People that you can go to and help you be positive and say, you know, it's not so bad. Being around negative people will only bring you down and it'll make you lose your self-confidence. It's just self-explanatory. You need to surround yourself with people who lift you up instead of bringing you down. Having a support network is a great way to boost your confidence. 
as they make you feel more positive and you start to feel better about yourself. This will help you to gain confidence and start improving your self-esteem, intertwining with the self-confidence and the self-esteem. Number five is practice self-care. This is a really hard one that I think people have a real hard time doing. You need to look at yourself in order to feel good and have a great self-worth. Being able to look at yourself, self practice self-care, and having some me time, which could include a bubble bath, pamper section, read your favorite book, play a video game, go out with your friends, go to a movie, do social things. Self-care, getting out and feeling good and interacting with people and being around positive people only enhances your self-confidence. Looking after yourself will help you feel much better. When you feel positive and you're in a good headspace, you can basically work on your self-confidence and your confidence. Doing things you like to do, treating yourself with respect is a great self-care. Self-care determines self-worth. All these things come hand in hand in helping to build greater self-confidence and greater self-esteem. So the best person, after all this, I have a little bit more I'm gonna talk about. The best person you can talk to, we all struggle with self-confidence from time to time. We forget to take care of ourselves because we don't think we're worth it or or maybe we wrongly believe that self-love is selfish and it's absolutely not. Truth is taking care of others. You only have to put your oxygen mask on first. Talking to oneself is the most natural yet undervalued skills that we have. Self-talking. People think you're crazy when you're talking to yourself, but that's not the point. The point is, I can do this, and, and you, you motivate yourself. I can do this. I, I don't know how many times I struggle with myself going to the gym, and, I, and I'm basically in a fight with myself. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, got to go to the gym. Well, I don't feel like it. But you got to go. You'll feel better. And 99% of the time, when I do go to the gym, when I fight with myself, I absolutely do feel better. Undeniably. I feel better because I'm doing something. Doing something to help myself. Taking oneself is, you know, talking to yourself is natural. The quality of your inner speech is critical. Positive words generate positive benefits. Stimulates self-reflection. Increases your motivation. And connects us with our motivation and our emotions. So... Here's a guy, uh, research by a Canadian professor, Alan Moore, shows there's a high correlation between talking to oneself more frequently and a higher self-awareness and self-evaluation. So, I mean, here's research already done on this. So, I mean, not saying that all researchers, you know, but, I mean, really. The most important thing is self-talk makes us feel better about ourselves and instills confidence to get through those tough challenges. Self-talk is the best way for feedback that you can get. By improving your inner dialogue, you can become the best person to speak to. You don't need anybody. But you have to keep those positive words. It's really easy to get into a negative funk. I remember being at work, I used to hang around with some negative Nellies. Man, it was easy. I was negative before I even went into work. And going into a correctional facility is a negative situation. I had no chance for success. I was negative. But in the last five years, what I've done to myself has been more positive 
go to work with a different mind frame. And you almost have to be your own cheerleader. Like, talk yourself up. Okay, we can do this. We're going to have a great day. We're going to do this. It's going to be great. So you, you have to be your own cheerleader. Raise your words means raising yourself. Raise. Truth is words. Truth is power. So we got to do that. The power of words come from beliefs that we have. And we believe and embody our words. From what I've read, our brain is hardwired is hardwired to be negative. Neuroscience shows that the majority of our self-talk is negative. This negativity bias causes the brain to overreact to bad words. We overcome this bias by becoming more mindful of the words we choose. Our words affect our emotions, our motivations, our potential accomplishments. You know, this is big stuff. Basing my experience on facilitating, you know, different things that I've done in my life, like leading groups or, you know, uh, coaching kids. It's, you know, this motivation, our emotions affect our, 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 you know, everything. Words affect a lot of things. It affects how we are and how we, how we, like bullies. They affect other victims. They, you know, you have a, a boss that brings you down. I've had that. I've had bosses bring me down. Really reflects you, reflects on how you are and how you mentally go through the day. You know, Richard Bronson says this great, great comment, and it's all over Facebook all the time. Your employee doesn't quit the job. It quits the employer. So when you're coming down to it, a lot of it is how you deal with people. There's five steps to improve your inner dialogue. I've just thrown this out, and this may help you with depression and other things in your life. This is not only for building self-confidence, but depression is low self-confidence and low self-esteem. It kind of correlates with it. So number one is awareness. Pay attention to how you talk to yourself and impact your words. You can ask a friend to call to call every time you use negative words to describe your life and yourself when you get in that negative approach. Another approach is to reflect on the words when you think, when you feel down. Capture those in a notebook, re, you know, review on a weekly basis. What trends do you observe and what's the story? So basically your dialogue is your dialogue. You're just writing it down to see when the pressing times when you use negative words. When, when you get into the negative font, what happens? What, what, what led up to that? And basically what I'm talking about is triggers. What triggers you to go negative? Triggers again. So you have to look at what triggers are going to put you in that aspect. So what puts you into the negative self-reflection and the negative inner dialogue? So you have to really look at that. Number two is positive affirmations. Affirmations are phrases that you repeatedly say to yourself. RAS, reticular activating system is what it's called, is a part of our brain which turns affirmations into part of our identity. So we have a couple affirmations for you to practice which meant to promote like basically a favorable view of, of life. Not to convince that everything is perfect because it's not a perfect world. That's why you work on self-confidence and different things like that. I know who I am and I am enough. Number two phrase is, it's okay to be broken. It's okay to let the broken parts mend. So, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good phrase. I like that one. I choose to be present and mindful right now. Powerful words. I'm in control of the way I respond to the behavior of others. 
which you can. I'm grateful for the life I have. So these are different phrases that you can use and you can come up with your own phrases. Phrases that just think before you speak, have that filter. These are your filters, filters before you do speak. Replacing your words, the easiest way to erase certain words from your inner dialogue is absolutely to replace them for other, you know, with other words. Moving forward, practicing replacing different words. Replace I can't with I will. Replace I have to with I want to. Replace I should with I choose to. This opens the door to know to the external expectations. So you don't want the expectations you all, you know. That's the biggest thing. Try this exercise with yourself, with a friend, colleague. List all the things you have to at one time and let the person replace it by have to or want to. Just replacing words can manipulate your brain into thinking that you can do it and you can be confident. And it's just a manipulation game because your brain is already wired negative. So you're going to have to train it to be more positive. An example when you say, I have to do the laundry, and the other person replies, you want to do the laundry? Keep doing this with every activity on your list. Listening to people's voices to reframe your words is a powerful experience. That's the biggest thing. You want to do the laundry. I have to do the laundry. have to eat. Big burner, you know, procrastination game. Huge, huge, huge. So number four is pause, reflect, and talk. So as you become more aware of the words you use, practice re reflection. Pause for a couple seconds, evaluate your thoughts. Is that hurtful or is it helpful? Reflect on the words you're using. If they hurt, go back and see how you can erase and replace. I like that, erase and replace those specific words. So basically what you're doing is you're retraining your mind for different word choices to get yourself in that positive you know, work frame. Increasing positive self-talk. I've talked about this one here. I'll just say it again with the other tips. Building a habit takes time. You want to turn the process into something natural. The same happens with self-talk. You want to see the improvements early, but once it becomes intuitive, your experience is a transforming effect. So it just transforms naturally the more you do it. So if you keep doing what you've always done, you're saying you're going to basically say, you know, Stay the same person as you are. If you keep doing it, it's like insanity. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, it's not going to happen. So you have to change the frame work in your brain and more self positive talk. I know it sounds childish, but sometimes we have to do that. I know I used to do that when I played baseball. I'd go on there and, and, and self positive self talk myself. So you had a bad last at bat when I played baseball. You had a bad at bat, okay, we're gonna go up there and we're gonna focus on uh, the last at bat, you had a pretty good swing on this one. Let's focus on what you need to do. Focus on, you know, the good things that you did at the last at bat, not the outcome, but what steps it, what steps you did positive. Sometimes you don't find them, but you, somehow you, you find positive things. And just remember that words are powerful. Words are very powerful and just don't expect miracles. This is not gonna happen overnight. This is a continuing process. New, habit, new habits will form when new strategies are learned and applied. Changes definitely take time and practice. You need to develop self-awareness before you can implement positive self-talk in your daily routines. 
I know there's a lot of talk around uh, life coaches. I know it costs money, but it seems to be, if you're in that funk, you have a little bit of money, or maybe you can organize a payment scheme where you can talk to people. Um, the life coaches are, I've heard a lot of fantastic stuff about them. I have a friend on Facebook uh, and a couple people I know that do this on a daily basis and they have a lot of different seminars, classes. Take them in. Maybe you'll learn something. It's all about building self-confidence, being self-confident and staying out of the mental health because building self-confidence will aid you in staying out of the mental health issues that can potentially happen or you are happening. I really think so. Basically, this ends my my podcast on building self-confidence. I hope it was helpful. Now, I just want to talk a little bit about my self-confidence. Huge. When I, when I get into my self-confidence, I have bad self-confidence and I do self-talk bad. I've changed it over the years. When I... I have a real self-image with my body. Yes, I can do something about it and go to the gym. With the life grind, sometimes you find various excuses. Uh, I'm working on it on a daily working basis. Today, I'm going to be going to the gym after I do this podcast, which is, I'm looking forward to it. Now I'm trying to build myself, trying to self-talk and trying to do positive self-talk, trying to motivate myself that I can do it. And I darn well can. Just a matter of stepping into my car, and driving to River City and Mare Machine. That's all it is for me. That's what I have to do. And self-confidence, I've struggled with it my whole life. And people look at me and they say, well, you're quite successful playing hockey goalie and you're quite successful playing baseball. You played softball, you played fast pitch and you transferred into baseball and you've done so many things. That's the perception of other people looking at me. I should take that in. Now, when I was younger, I was very cocky and very, you know, I didn't lack self-confidence. I absolutely didn't. I was the cock of the walk. So it's funny how you get older and you, your body changes, your, your mental capacity changes. You start working and everything changes. Uh, I have a huge thing with self-confidence. Um, not huge, but it does strike me as, you know, an occasional hindrance in my life because my body image I used to be 180 pounds down a way over so my weight really ends up in between 285 to 295 uh, I still can play sports at a reasonable level I'm not epic by any stretch of the imagination but I can stop the puck and playing with a bunch of younger guys can do fairly well fairly athletic for my size very I still run fairly good people look at me when I do certain stuff and they have a hard time believing in my size and my abilities I'm very respected in my workplace my registered response um, a lot of people look at me and say different things I don't take them I've heard a lot of people talk about my good attributes and different things I can do but sometimes I have a hard time seeing them, seeing them myself which, which is something I need to work on and accept comments and accept some positive things that are said to me. That's a struggle for me because in my life, when I went through school, I didn't have a lot of positive influences with teachers in my, in my life. I had great coaches in hockey and great coaches in baseball. I've had 
great people that have taught me many things in sport, but when it comes to my educational uh, practice, I wasn't, there wasn't a lot of positive influences because no one would take the chance on me. No one would sit down and talk to me and say, listen, man, you have some great athletic abilities, but in order, that's only gonna take you so far. It took me a long time to figure out that I needed university. So to the teachers that had, may listen or may not, I'm not trying to belittle you or maybe it was the way of the times, you know, the kids figured it themselves. But maybe hard love was good for me because I ended up with a double major in criminology and sociology at St. Thomas University in New Brunswick, which is quite an accomplishment for myself when I was basically kind of pushed out of high school because not because I couldn't do it, because I was lazy and unmotivated and no one took the time to put me underneath their wing or tell me, you know, this is this is really important. School is important. It took me five years or somewhere around that to figure out that that, was, that is really important. It affects your future. So in turn, I've turned into a correctional officer that I've been doing for 20 years. It's a hard profession, but a good profession. Very good at my job. I think I am. See, that's positive, positive mindset, positive self-talk. So in a retrospect, I look at myself and my life and where I've come and where I am. I've made a lot of positive gains. Through my sports, I think it's helped me with some confidence. But I do have self-image confidence, which I can, I can work on because I can go to the gym. I can eat better. And those are things that I'm going to have to get through my head myself but encouragement from other people too when I do lose weight. I have lost weight recently. And I've had some people, which motivates you. So on the retrospect, I want to talk about if you're trying to keep people confident, do compliment them. Do help them out. Say when they do things. Tell them they look good. Tell them, you know, I've noticed a good change in you. Make them feel good because those are the building blocks for them to be more confident. And paving it forward also helps you in your life struggles. If you're nice to someone else, someone will, it's karma. It'll come back and people will talk good to you. So be safe. Be good out there, people. I'm going to end the podcast. I'm going to work on some more podcasts presently. This is the one I'm going to set forth in the new year. This is episode number 14. I'm going to be working on 15, 16, 17 down the road. Listen, I've had a ball doing this podcast. I really appreciate all my listeners. All 600, a lot of them I know, and I appreciate your positive reinforcement and saying that I'm doing good things. Um, my interviews, the people that I've talked to said, I'm doing good things. I'm going to press forward with this. I'm going to keep going. It may not be centered around mental health issues. I might break it up a bit for myself because it's hard to do this sort of thing when I'm going through certain things too, but I will keep it up. Uh, I'm going to probably work on bullying in the workplace, uh, negative workplace, things to help you out, stuff like that. So I'm really happy with my podcast so far. I'm happy that people are listening. I'm happy with the comments. I'm Alan Helsey. This is Chat Club. Thank you for taking this journey with me, and I'll continue to struggle on more. And make sure that you break your silence. Whatever you're going through, a lot of people are going through don't struggle in your silence. 
build up your self-confidence, get the help that you need. There's lots of people out there in the same situation. I'm Alan Hilchie, I'm your host. Thank you for listening. Until next time.